Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. So we put this podcast together really maybe out of a slight reaction to all the stuff out there in life and online about being perfect, having everything sorted, being generally together people, which definitely we found can overflow into church and Christian circles also. So we thought it would be a good idea to record just a few of our discussions about the reality of being a Christian, including all the great stuff hard stuff, things we struggle with. I guess so that hopefully if you're going through similar stuff at the moment, you know you're not alone. And the idea is that we'll pick a topic each week and have a chat about it. And hopefully if you've clicked on this podcast today, this will be a topic that you, as well as us having this discussion, find helpful. So today, in keeping with the theme of this podcast, we thought we'd start off with the topic of authenticity versus that common phrase that you might have heard in churches or Christian circles of I'm fine. So Hannah, when we had a bit of a chat about it last time or a few weeks ago, I guess we both had quite different experiences of this when we were chatting about it. So what's what's generally been your experience in terms of this whole authenticity and like everyone saying I'm fine all the time? Yeah. Oh, I was going to try and persuade you to go first, Joy, but I will dive in. <laughs> I yeah, we we um we were surprised, weren't we, when we were talking about it before how we kind of were coming same sort of value and idea but probably different experience, weren't we? And yeah, so I think for me as I know is true for you, it really really matters to have honesty um towards myself, to in my relationships. I really want something real I'm not I have such little interest in pretense and like I was saying to you before I think that comes from um particularly teen years feeling such a duplicity in kind of what I wanted what I would sort of say at church on a Sunday what I would really want life to look like compared to what it actually did like look like and feeling conflict in that and hating that conflict um so just being determined, actually from when I was baptised, then being determined like to seek honesty with God and myself, but also with other people and, um, you know, remembering some absolutely horrible conversations with my now husband when we first met and prob- probably oversharing, to be fair. He, he probably didn't need to know everything, but um, I wanted him to know. So that's kind of where I'm coming from personally in my experience and then growing as an adult, just wanting that to remain between me and John, which I think in some ways gets a bit, bit harder. It, you know, when things are new, it's quite easy to try and do that, but especially some of the ugly things that come out, it's quite costly to say, isn't it? But wanting that for me, wanting that for me and him, wanting that for other friendships. Um, But I guess where we, our paths have diverged a little bit, isn't it? In that I kind of feel quite a weariness now with authenticity, not in and of itself. I still love the, the honesty and I still want that. And I want that in my relationships, but I think I feel culturally and in some relationships like it's become quite an idol in and of itself as though the end goal is honesty whereas to me you know 
of what I see is that honesty is a means to an end. Like if you genuinely want transformation and change, you have to start with honesty, but it's not, it's not something it's, you know, it doesn't achieve anything in and of itself. Um, so I feel quite a weary, I, I guess when you, we talk about authenticity, I feel like that's assumed quite a bit in conversation now that, you know, what we're aiming for is just to be honest and real and that's it. And I don't, I'm kind of tired of that. I'm tired of that not actually helping people, not helping me. Um, I don't feel like that goes somewhere, but I guess we're at different points in that because you, over to you, you would sort of very much like to say, wouldn't you, that's got to be the starting point. Yeah, I guess, yeah, because... So where you were sort of growing up and you were starting to be authentic and share where you were at, um, I guess I've always been the sort of person that is quite honest, well, latterly about where I am. But I was thinking back over this and during my teens and certainly sort of maybe when I was at university, I really didn't share how I was doing. Um, And it wasn't because... I don't know. I think there was some element of where I just, again, you don't really want to appear weak, which I know as Christians, like we know that the right answer is, um, you know, we quote the Bible verses like power is made perfect in weakness. But I, I don't know. I don't know whether I actually really believe that. Um, and you sort of feel a bit self-conscious of sharing the stuff you struggle with. Um, particularly if you're in positions of leadership, I think that's much harder because, uh, which I was at university. Um, and so you feel then that the stakes are higher for you to share how you're doing because you think, well, what if someone says to you, oh, well, if you think like that, you can't possibly lead this or, um, you're not the right person to take control of this, you know, and you, so then you get into this cycle of thinking, well, I can't really share how I'm doing just in case people think that it's not appropriate that I lead here or lead there. But I guess as time's gone on, I've realised that it's much better to share and that generally I think I just stopped caring so much about what people thought, which I think is a really key thing, It, which again sounds obvious, but it's so hard to do, isn't it? Just thinking oh will they think this will they think that and once you once you actually start to go do you know what I'm just going to share how I'm doing and I've been so amazed by when I have shared people have started sharing themselves then because you've sort of created that safe space of going I really struggle with this or this is what's been going on with me or this has been really hard and then you find you're not pushing them to share, but they just naturally feel like they want to because they think, well, if that person's already shared, then I can share my stuff as well. And I just find I have so much better conversations when that actually happens. You know what I mean? Like when you when you finally get to like, oh, this is really how I'm doing. They're the, they're the conversations that excite me because you go away feeling like you know the person and that they know you. I just listening to you talk, just wondering how much, um, yeah, I wonder how much different personality really impacts authenticity then. And just sort of wondering about lessons learned, because 
I think probably your experience is quite different from mine. And I would say, like, I've really had to learn <laughs> about oversharing <laughs> um, and the wisdom of knowing who to talk to when. But also, I think I've really had to learn that, and I guess this is an extrovert thing, of sometimes I've said things that I think, I don't actually know how much I've meant that. Um yeah. I don't yeah. feel like I've tried to be honest with you, but actually, as I've said it, I've realised I don't know that that is really how I feel or what I think. But until I've articulated it, I haven't known that. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you relate to that or do you think your experience is, is different, your personality a bit different in that of learning to be authentic? I think I've always been really, really cautious about who I've shared with and because I didn't used to share with anyone. I wish I'd been more like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's learning. We're all different, isn't it? But I think when you've had experiences of where you've shared maybe and not feel like it's been received in the right way, and I don't even know what the right way is necessarily, but I don't know, maybe not feeling like you've got the support you've needed when you have shared or you feel like people have sort of shut you down quite easily, then it takes quite a lot to share again, doesn't it? So I think it's taken me quite a long time to choose quite carefully the people that I want to share with. And I do have people in my life that I will share with, some really great women that I will just be brutally honest about how I'm doing. And they're they're really great. but I guess that's the thing with authenticity, isn't it? Because I was thinking through what it's like, you know, at church on a Sunday when people come and say to you, how are you doing? And you think, well, it's always really tricky to know how much to share and with who, because I don't think the right answer with all of this is just for everybody to know your business. No. I mean, do you? No, I, that's the tension that I've really like lived with over the years. I think I've, I think I've learned a bit about it now, but... I used to find that excruciating because if someone asked that question and because I was so want to be honest, <laughs> sort of then like a bit stuck. It could, it could be a random stranger, someone you've never met before. How are you? And I'm like, oh gosh, is is it false if I now don't dive into kind of, well, actually I'm not doing so well this weekend. Like, is, that's not That's not helpful, but... Is it false to not share everything you're thinking of it? And I don't now. I sort of learning. No, it's not. It's wisdom. It's about learning wisdom. And there is still a way to kind of answer that question with someone you don't know that is real and honest. But that doesn't mean full exposure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I guess I don't. We're. I think it's quite interesting what you're saying about like it being costly to kind of choose to share things with people because I think. Um, I think that's possibly a personality thing as well because I don't feel like I've felt that in the same way that I hear other people have felt that, that like it's it's really difficult to articulate or maybe that's not what you're saying, but just saying to choose to kind of show that vulnerability or honesty is quite costly. Um, I do yeah. think probably that is is more challenging for some personalities than others. Um well, I guess if you, depending on the scenario that you, you're in, you know what I mean? There are some people where I can sometimes feel like I'm in, have been in scenarios in the past where you feel like you need to gear yourself up to share stuff 
because you don't really know the people very well, but you also don't want to shut down a conversation if everyone's going around in a group and sharing how they're doing. You don't really want to be that one person going, I don't really want to share anything. And so if you don't know people, it feels like you need to try harder in that moment to go, I don't know them, so I am going to sort of take a risk here in sharing how I'm doing. And again, I guess you work out how much to do that with. Whereas with other people... I will very naturally share without feeling um, the cost there because I just know, I know them well enough. I know that they get me and understand me. Um, so I think, yeah, that's definitely been, that's definitely been important for me, just having people that you can be authentic with. But it's trickier, I think, when you're trying to catch people on a Sunday and ask them how they're doing because I know for me I'm quite purposeful about it and I go up to people and be like how are you how are you doing but that could be really intense for some people they could they could be like oh I that feels like it's putting me on the spot I don't really know how to answer that um but I know I personally find it difficult you know when I've had situations in the past where people might say to me oh how are you doing and they're sort of on their coat on and halfway out the door as they're asking you. And if you're having a really rough week, you think, I, I don't know how to answer this now because you've asked me, um, which I'm appreciative for, but I also know that you're like one foot out the door about to go. So if I really start saying to you, I'm really struggling with this, I'm not doing very well, I, you know what I mean? You don't feel like you have that, you feel a bit hurried as in what you want to say. And it's fine if you're doing well, but it's not so great if you're not, and then you're having to work out in that moment, how much do I say? Because they're about to leave and I don't really want to hold them up. And Have you ever, when that's happened to you, have you ever sort of said to somebody, oh, actually not so great, can we talk about it when you've got a bit more time? <laughs> or like, yeah, <laughs> or like, should yeah. we go for a coffee? Or Because you kind of, you know that people genuinely mean it and are asking but it just might be that they've got like a hundred and other hundred and one other things totally, in yeah. that moment isn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah the main thing is is that I think that if you want to see people being authentic and if you want to see people being honest you sort of need to lead by example in doing that and I think that's what changed it in me is that I realized that the people that I respected and valued the most were the people that would be really honest about the things that they're great at, but also the things in their lives, like particularly with their relationship with God, um, that they found really hard or that they didn't understand or that they were trying to trust him in an area that was really difficult or, or things like that. I found people that were really honest like that, inspiring. And so I, I felt like, well, if I if I want to see that more, I've got to sort of do it myself because you can't say to everyone else, share how you're doing, but then you never do it. And so I think that was the key that changed it in me of just wanting, just thinking, I really want to encourage this in other people. And the only way to do that is, uh, is unfortunately to, to decide to do it myself, even when that feels a bit scary, like when you're standing up at the front church on Sunday and saying, this week's been really difficult for me. And these are some of the reasons why. Um, and, and yeah, and that can feel a bit, yeah, that can feel like a step of faith to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. But I think often like 
when people are willing to risk that, it can quite often unlock emotion in the room or like in another person in a really helpful way like you're saying kind of and so then leading emotionally yourself like taking the time to kind of like understand your emotion and what that says about where you're at what what you really feel and think about things like invest in a bit of time in digging under that which I guess if you're an internal processor you probably quite enjoy doing that if you if you're an external yeah. processor i i feel like i mean john's so helpful to me in that because i need to kind of bounce it off him both i'm feeling yeah. this i'm not quite sure why i'm feeling this and and i guess now you know he knows me so well it's so helpful to have him point out things that i might not have perceived to be the case because yeah. i do yeah. I really I really want something re- I want something real between me and God and I want something real in my yeah. relationships with other people um but yeah. I do appreciate that sometimes I'm not actually the best depending on on how you are like sometimes not always the best judge of of how you are or where you are you are or yeah. what's going yeah. on for you and you need the people that you've invested time and energy in to point things out for you don't you or yeah. and to invite them as well to kind of comment on how they what they've noticed um but obviously that you know you don't you you can't ask it until you've spent a lot of time investing in honesty with them in relationship can you so yeah but I think that's an interesting point that um I guess there's an element of self-awareness involved as well because for some people people they really struggle to know how they are in any given moment um because we're all just completely different you know I tend to generally know how I'm doing like if you ask me I could sort of name quite a few emotions of what I've got going on in my brain and my heart whereas I've got other friends who are just wired differently and if you ask them it would take them quite a long time to sit down and work out this is generally how I'm doing so I guess then in a moment when you're saying to them how are you doing (laughs) if they haven't had the time to think that through, then trying to articulate it to you is going to be really difficult, isn't it? So again, I think it's just different personalities because I do find it easier to say, but I know that for other people that possibly could give them a panic. Yeah. And we, we kind of, um, in our church context, we use like different discipleship questions and they're, you know, it's all just trying to get, unearth what is really in there so any of the questions it's just sort of trying to unearth what lies under the surface and so it's asking things like well how do you feel towards your job at the moment how do you feel towards your kids at the moment how do you feel towards your friends at the moment or how do you feel towards life at the moment it doesn't really matter kind of you know no one question on their own is the answer to unearthing everything but actually when you just sort of work through like how do I feel towards that how do I feel to it you suddenly can discover there's quite a lot there but but you need prompts sometimes don't you and for us those questions have been really one of the really telling ones as well which um over the years just really found in terms of people's discipleship and following Jesus um I know it's not the topic for tonight but forgiveness is often the key thing like 
learning how to forgive other people and let things go. And so one of the questions we ask as well is, how is your forgiving of others going? But then within that, we say, well, how are you how's your forgiveness of yourself going but actually if you don't know the answer to that you could maybe say is there anything that you're annoyed with yourself about recently is there anything that you feel irritated by or do you feel you failed in any areas it's just trying to kind of spend a bit of time really digging under the surface because if you want honest authentic relationships you have to start with yourself and God don't you like he he and he loves that he that's what he wants as well he wants an honest real relationship with us so that's your starting block and then and then you can replicate that with other people can't you but but you have to start there but I think moving on to some of my irritation if that's okay (laughs) (laughs) we've done all the good stuff and now we will move on to the the problems that Hannah's got. <laughs> I know, and maybe now I'm just going to reveal a huge amount of my own, like, under-the-surface <laughs> issues. I did want to pick you up on, like, when you were saying at the beginning that you were weary of, like, you found it difficult sometimes with people sharing. So, yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, so it's not... I, I love I love people sharing, and I think particularly sort of our context, like where we live and what we're doing here and everything... Um, we really want an honesty and that's the starting point for anything real in life isn't it so it absolutely has to happen it has to be fostered encouraged pursued all those things but I think over years now of kind of trying to encourage that foster that in myself and in the community around me as well like finding that Actually, I think culturally, it's like expressions like it's okay not to be okay. I can get totally on board with that expression because it is, it is, it's good to be honest. And if you're not okay, it's good to be honest about that. But what I feel comes with that and is so pervasive in our culture now is that that's the end point. Like it's, it's okay not to be able, it's okay not to be okay, full stop. Um, which in some ways is true. But on the other hand, you're like, well, what, what, you know, what are we aiming for in life? What do I want for my life? What do I want for people around me? What do we want for culturally to be true? And we want, I want, and you feel like what's good is that people kind of embrace change and transform and things that are stumbling blocks to them in their own life don't remain stumbling blocks forever like we grow as people we become more full in our lives and healthier in our emotional lives and and all of that so when you hear when I was when we talked about it before and I sort of I I was surprised how much I reacted to it actually but I think (laughs) it wasn't authenticity in itself that I was reacting to it was what I perceive as a kind of dialogue around authenticity a conversation about authenticity that says be real full stop whereas I would like to say be real so you can change so you can grow so you can flourish so you can really live um I don't know how what do you think about that well I I've been pondering that after we had that brief chat the other week because I totally get that but I also think that sometimes you want people to just 
share how they're doing without a plan for change. Um, does that make sense? So there are times where I'll sit there and say to friends, oh, this, I'm really struggling with this, or this feels really difficult. Um, so I'm going to pray about this, or I'm going to do this to try and change it. Um, and that's fine. But there are other times where I, where I've sat down and said, life is actually really difficult and I'm really struggling with this and it just feels a bit sucky right now. And I don't really have anything, any plan in motion or um, other than trusting that God will somehow work it all out when it all looks a bit chaotic and you feel like you're in the storm of life. Um, but sometimes it just feels like you're having to say to people, I'm struggling, full stop. I guess is what you're saying is if people only ever do that, if they don't ever sort of take responsibility with the hard stuff, if is that what you're saying of just sort of leaving it at your door, but not then doing anything else? Yeah, with it? definitely. Yeah, I think that's an important point to raise because I'm not at all. Nobody wants when they're having a really hard time, solutions yeah. thrown in their face, do they? And and you do really want sometimes just to offload and you need to just offload without it going any further than that in that conversation and that's that's fine and that's really good as well I don't think you know that's fine I really am fine with that I think what more (laughs) more what I'm talking about is years of hearing the same thing and not just like minor grumblings but kind of years of things that are are really problematic for people in life and because they've so sort of there's not a mindset of sharing in order to move away from something or in order to bring a difference it's just endless sharing for the sake of sharing and like you know that is okay it is okay just to share for the sake of sharing I'm not saying that either but I just think I think it can be quite an idol, this idea of just seeking authenticity as an end in itself. And um, whereas, I, you know, when it's when it's sought and used to develop relationship and grow and release what is actually inside of you and be honest with how you are at that moment, it's it's wonderful and great and needs pursuing. But, yeah, I think some people just want to stay there which is okay in that moment maybe but long term yeah I understand it really it's because it's sort of I guess if it if it is going along on a long time then you then it's like how do we try and move you forward in this without being like you said like we're just throwing solutions at people and trying to fix them because it's so easy to do that isn't it and I've had it done to me and I know I've done it to other people because in that moment you just want to care for someone and you just want to make it better and you particularly if you've gone through something similar you want to sort of use what you've gone through to help them and I know I've come out of conversations Uh, thinking yeah I just tried to fix that person which probably wasn't helpful and then I've had to message them and say I'm sorry you probably just needed to talk and I was busy trying to find you a way out of this but I guess then there are other people like you're saying that we do sort of need to try and help them out of it so that it's not a perpetual cycle of I guess being stuck in the same thing 
but I mean, it's, I mean, we're not, that's not our job, is it? In some senses, I mean, that's God's job. And if they're a Christian, then you point them to Jesus, the one who can walk with them and be with them and guide them and care for them and has amazing patience. I'm so grateful for his patience with me because sometimes it does just feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, I don't even see this funny talking about authenticity. Now I'm thinking, have I even expressed that accurately to how I mean? But I think, you know, absolutely what you're saying about it, you know, it's Holy Spirit's job, isn't it, to highlight things in people that he knows they need highlight. And he's so wise in that. And I've just found over the even in my own life, there's things that I think I'm aware of and I think that's the problem. But actually, Holy Spirit then puts his finger on something else that I didn't even know Definitely. was there. Yeah. And But Very I just true. think it's, in terms of discipleship and following, I really, I want to follow Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I don't just want to talk about him as a concept. I want to know him and I want to follow him. So I know that that looks like at times he's just going to scoop me up and comfort yeah. me and encourage me. But then I know as well, at times he's going to say something totally uncomfortable and unexpected. And he's like, says to his disciples, get behind me, Satan. He's not, he's not like, he's not predictable. And, and I, I want to authentically follow him. And so just expecting that he might challenge me as well as he's going to scoop me up and love me as I try to be real with him, sort of holding them both together and not not just sort of thinking I'll endlessly tell him how I feel and he'll understand it. And that is true. But actually, yeah. sometimes he might say something back to me <laughs> that takes me by surprise. Yeah, yeah that's definitely true, yeah. actually, because sometimes, yeah, I find that, that you'll be talking to God about different things and sometimes you feel very much like he's just sitting there listening to you. But often I find that he will ask me questions um, yeah. where he'll just put something on my heart or ask me a question that then sort of often will get to the heart of the matter and get to the root of something that sometimes I didn't even know was there. So you're right that sometimes he is just, it feels like he's just sitting and listening and at other times he's sort of coming back at you with um, with guiding you and revealing stuff to you. I mean, like the Holy Spirit is our wonderful counsellor and I've definitely experienced that really recently and just guiding you on and leading you on. But it's, that sort of happens when you're, I guess when you're coming to him and allowing him to speak into your life, isn't it? And Which takes time, doesn't it? So maybe, yeah. maybe that's our closing note. Authenticity takes time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Oh, we were thinking, how are we going to end this podcast today? But uh, considering it's our first one and we shall end it on that note. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.